Hello and welcome to the Nerdy Apologist Podcast. So you've been searching for a long time to find a podcast that combines all things nerd with Christian theology and apologetics, right? Well, we have good news for you because your searching can finally come to an end. I'm your host, Michael Badger, and I am joined by Katie Wilson and Dr. Ethan Hunley to bring you our thoughts on topics ranging from our favorite Star Wars movies to apologetic arguments for the Christian faith. If you enjoy our conversation, feel free to share us with your friends and click that subscribe button so that you can stay up to date with all our future content. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Nerdy Apologist Podcast. That's right. I am here with Katie Wilson. Hello. And I don't know how to make this a segue, but this is the only podcast that you can hear Dr. Ethan Hunley do long-form division in his head because he was bragging about how good at math he was. Mm. So what is 4,682 divided by 900? Oh my gosh. <laughs> you kidding me? No, that's it. You're bragging, man. You said how much you love math. I so. didn't say I okay. The, the and this l- is just long form division. This isn't even like calculus. Okay. Compared to the bragging? last problem that you gave me yeah. where you asked me to add Two seventeen double digit numbers and like forty two or something. Yeah. This is way different. The answer is um What'd you say? Four thousand and something, and nine hundred divided by nine hundred. Yeah, that was spot on. What goes into four thousand nine hundred times? <laughs> uh, it's probably like eight and a half. Hey. Okay, eight point five six five. Yeah. Four yeah. three two. So nine hundred only. Repeating, goes... of course. I think that's about right. That checks out. Okay. So good job. Awesome. This well, isn't called the Math Apologist, so <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Michael. Although you should make a podcast called the Math Apologist. The Math Apologist. <laughs> yeah. It will be just me apologizing for, <laughs> for not being that good at for math. math being I told you I like I like math. I didn't oh. say I was good at it. Oh, okay. He said Wait, he missed why it. Why would you not be good at it if you liked it though? Or why would you like it if you're not good at it? You don't have to be good at something to like it. Yeah. Oh, oh solid point. Dun 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 dun. All right, we're going to cut that out of the podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> well, no, welcome to the Nerdy Apologist. This is our first episode, guys. That's right. Excited? Yeah. I'm feeling I'm extra nerdy today. Awesome. Well, hold on. Everyone's got our glasses on. That, that makes glasses. you a nerd if you have glasses. Oh, yep. Michael doesn't glasses. have his Michael's on. not wearing his glasses. I forgot. Okay, I so <clears throat> things are about to get real. I have a quiz for you guys. And I'm undefeated so far. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. so Ethan and I went on, went head on in a Harry Potter. We'll have to have a rematch on that. If you do quotes, I think I, I'm a quote person. I think okay. I could do, this is a quote quiz. Okay. This is a quote quiz. Oh, okay. so we, do we have to say it? If it well, never mind. Sorry. I'll wait Let for Let me to, explain. Yeah. Okay, so this quiz is called Star Wars versus Star Trek. Or, that's what I'm going to call it. Okay. Star Wars versus Star Trek. Okay, and this is what it is. I've got quotes. I've got I can't get 20, comfortable in this chair. <clears throat> he's not he's not listening to the direction, so he's not even gonna know what to do, Ethan. Nope. You're already ahead of the game. I'm so there's twenty three quotes. Twenty three quotes. And you have to d- tell me if it's Star Wars or Star Trek. Here's how you get points. Easy. One point if you can tell me if it's Star Wars or Star Trek. Two, if you can tell me who said it. Three, if you can tell me which movie it's from. Okay. 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 Now this is the only way I could think it's fair, because if I go back and forth. It might not be an even number of who got Star Wars ones and who got Star Trek ones. So yeah. I didn't think that'd be fair. So I think we're going to have to do it like me and Ethan did last time. I want you to think of your favorite, I don't know, Star Wars character. Yoda. Okay. It's got to be Star Wars? Yeah. 
I guess it'd be Star Trek. I'm going to go with Worf. Okay. Oh, that's a good one. I feel like that's what I can get out faster. Yeah, they're just that's coming up with words. Yeah. But okay. Worf might be even better. You, have, <laughs> you just woof. <laughs> you have to wait. It cannot sound like a dog sound. It has okay. to sound like Worf. Arf. Worf. Worf. You got to get that R in there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so who is Worf? Is he the Klingon guy? He is the Klingon. Okay, that's what I was yeah. thinking. I just want to make sure. So you have to let me read the whole quote. Okay. Oh, okay. Do not cut me off. Okay. Or All you right. will be disqualified. Okay. I'll put an X on your name. Oh, okay. So All right. Okay. Are you ready? Now remember, on the Star Trek ones, you really can't get any points. I mean, if you can tell me the movie, I doubt you're really gonna know. But okay. You might. All right. But I'd have to check it. I didn't look that up because I thought that would take a really long time. Okay. But Star Wars, I think we can. Yeah. For sure. Okay. All right, I think Star Trek, you're going to be doing pretty good if you know who said it. Mm. Yeah. That's going to be hard. Yeah. Okay, now we're going to, we are going to start. Here we go. <clears throat> First quote. Why in God's name would you want that bucket of bolts? Yoda. Oh, I forgot what, what name I was. What do you think? Star Wars. No. Worf. Oh. <laughs> This really? is so good. Star Trek. Okay. Oh, I know it. Well, now. obviously. <laughs> What's the other choice? Okay. Okay. Do you know who said it? Probably not. You can uh, make a guess, though. Yeah, I'm going to make a guess. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with... Um, ah, I think I know shoot, who said it. I don't remember it. I can't remember. Name. Yeah. Somebody... It oh, was, man. It, I don't know. I don't know. It's it was hard. the guy who says... Well, I think there's, when they a, say I think it there's to a curse him? word in there. Oh, um, Scotty. It's Montgomery Scott. Yeah. So, Scotty? That's him, right? Yeah, oh, that's Scotty. Good job. That. So you get two points? All right. Okay. All right. Next one. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Worf. Okay. Han Solo. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, Star Wars. Okay, so you get one for Star Wars, and you say Han Solo? Yeah. No. Dang it. Do you want to? Can I do that? Is that fair? That's up to you. You're the you're the uh, game master. You get to choose. I think so. Okay. All right. Yoda. Uh, oh, no, this is just me. I'm, Yoda did not say this. This is just me putting in my know, putting like in my buzzer. Yoda said it. No, I'm saying that Obi Wan Kenobi yep, said it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Did you do, know that for sure? Do you, like, you yeah. know the movie? Good job. Um, I think that it's either. No, no, you got to say one. Okay, I'm gonna go with Attack of the Clones. Right. No, <laughs> New gonna... Hope. A New Hope. Okay. We used to come here for school retreat. Worf. Okay. Star Trek. I feel so smart right now. No. Dang it. Star Wars. Obviously. <laughs> okay, so you get a chance. So you get a chance. Do you know who said it? I um, did not even have to look these up. Y'all are so you don't know. I feel so good. Okay, go ahead. First, so I'm gonna say it in a minute. Can you You're say gonna the, know exactly can you what say it's the from. quote again? Yeah. We used to come here for school retreat. Who went to school in Star Wars? <laughs> just guess. Just say you don't know so I can say it in this voice and then you'll know. There's a voice that goes I'm going to just say the continuing story. Well, like, um, oh, no. I would say Anakin. I don't think that's no, right. No, you're close. Though. Okay. I, when, wait, do I get to guess? Oh, yes, okay. Okay. Uh, oh, Michael. <laughs> oh, I feel like I feel like this is not an even match because the judge is against me. Kayla, you should watch this or listen to this podcast because it'll make you feel so happy. No, okay. I have no idea who it is. Okay, here we go. I'm going to say this and then you'll know. We used to come here for school retreat. We would swim out on the lake and then uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Padme, what yeah. movie do you know? You don't get a point for this because you Attack already. Of the Clones. Yep. Yeah. I hate sand. It's so <laughs> of course, gritty. Of course, it's it rough. It's everywhere. irritating. <laughs> it's around that same You're scene. breaking my heart. <laughs> okay. okay, here we go. Next the one. Worst. Oh. Next one. Such a bad. Patience, my blue friend. Dwarf. Okay. Star Trek. <laughs> Star Wars. Yes. Man. Do you know who said it? I think that it's Obi Wan Kenobi. No. Oh. Uh, I want to go with Qui Gon Jinn. Yep. Do you uh, know? Do you know the movie? Um, I'm going to go with. Uh, oh wait, it's Qui Gon Jinn, so it's got to be Phantom. I was this close to saying. Awesome. Okay. The <laughs> wait, who was he talking to? My blue friend. Watto. Oh. Patience, yes, my blue friend. Well, actually, that doesn't right. really sound like him. But <laughs> Patience, yeah. my good friend. It's Qui Gon Jinn. He doesn't talk like that. That's what I thought you were doing. No, I'm saying yes. <laughs> That's my impression of, uh, of Guado. No, it's like when they're rolling the dice or something. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. I don't know if you've got the whole picture, but he's not exactly working on all thrusters. Yoda. Okay. Star Trek. Yeah. Do you know who said it? <laughs> um, I doubt you. Oh. I don't know if you. I what doubt was it? you what was do. It? I don't know if you've got the whole picture, but he's not exactly working on all thrusters. Um, Spock. No, good guess. Um, I'm going to go with Captain Kirk. Nope. Man. McCoy. Oh. Uh, is he the doctor? Like I'm a doctor. He's a doctor, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a cranky guy. Yeah, okay, here I we like go. <clears throat> I'd like to believe there are always possibilities. Well, that's, how general of a quote is that, Katie? <laughs> I Come just got on. a wharf okay. Star Trek. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Do you know who said it? Uh, I'm going to go with Captain Kirk. Nope. Uh, Spock. Yep. Uh, yes. Okay. Um, Man, we're neck and neck. Right here we now. go. They're tied. Uh, well, Michael, you've got one more than him. You got six. You've got we're five. almost neck and neck. Okay. <laughs> There's always a bigger fish. Yoda. Okay. <laughs> Ethan. This is Star Wars. Yeah. This is. Oh, which one said it? Do you, um, know? Do you know Michael? Um, uh, I will if he gets it wrong. Qui Gon Jinn. Yep. Dang it. Oh, what man. movie? Shoot. I guess I shouldn't have done something in Qui Gon Jinn. Phantom Menace. Yeah, because that's kind of getting okay. Ooh, <laughs> all three. Man, you've got time to come back. Here we go. I didn't know there was this much green in the whole galaxy. Yoda. Okay. Star Wars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. I actually didn't know this one. I had to look it up. I'm or gonna Paul had go to tell me. with Luke. No. Uh, I'm going to go with Ray. Which movie? Um, the Force Awakens. Yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have shook my head in agreement oh, I didn't even before. See you shake your okay. Head. I don't yes. remember that. Okay. Yeah, I think it's when they're flying to uh, wherever that planet is. Yeah. Another planet <laughs> that's green. You know, the other one. Okay. Everybody remember where we parked? Worf? Okay. I heard him first. Uh, I'm going to go with. Star Wars. No. Star Trek. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rats. Okay. Do you know who said it? Captain Kirk. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. I changed the conditions of the test. I don't like to lose. Ooh, Worf. Okay. Uh, that is Star Trek. Yes. And that's Captain Kirk. Yes. And, and I think I'm going to give you a bonus point if you know what the test is called. Oh, the. Oh, it's right there. Oh, it's it. on the tip of my tongue. I don't even know if I know the, how to say it exactly right, but uh, I know I know fairly well. Gucci 
Tamagot. It's the. I keep wanting to say Tamagotchi. No, no, that's not. It's right. like Kobayashi. Is it, oh, it is the Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, but Kobayashi I don't know. Maru. I don't know who I can. I don't know. No, uh, no one gets yeah, it. Just no good no job. Okay, yeah. here hey, we go. Good, good job, us. Teamwork on that. All that's right, right. Ethan's leading by one. one. All right, here we go. You don't know how hard I find. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Let me start over. You don't know how hard I found it signing the order to terminate your life. Worf. Yes. Star Trek. No. What? Really? What's wrong with you? I'm really no. stupid. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yes. Obviously. Do you know who it is? Um, Come on, people. Uh, I, God, the pressure is so hard. I things, don't remember just no. these things. Um, uh, don't tell me. Hold on. I'm um, not going to tell you because he gets a chance if you don't know. Um, uh, Palpatine. No. Oh. Yes. Michael, your turn. Uh... I'm going to say that. Who else it would it have been? Was I'm going to tell you the whole scene. Or this is a good who one. would find it difficult to sign an order to Do you give up? Do you terminate give up? a life, right? Who else would it have been? Oh, well, Palpatine was like pretty heartless. So I don't think he would. Like, oh my goodness! Yeah, but that's him, anyways. I'm going to say. Make a guess. I'm R two D two. No, I think I know who it is. I okay. think I know who it is. Okay. Uh, I think it was Darth Vader. No. Dang. Okay, I'm going to tell you. It's Tarkin, and it's from A New Hope. It's who? He's talking to Leia. Oh, oh And God. Vader has brought her up there, and they're about to right. show her. They're about to blow right. up her planet. Yeah. yeah the most yeah. memorable scene in the whole Star Wars universe. <laughs> it is. Okay, here we go. Next one. Resistance is futile. Yeah, it is. Okay. Ethan's got it. Star Wars. <gasps> what is wrong? Star Trek, it was the Borg. Yes! Yeah, they're know. robot people. Robot human people. Yeah, they're like, okay. uh, they're cyborgs, basically. Yes, cyborgs. Oh, yeah. Resistance I, is yeah. futile. And they take you over. I don't know. Wow, yeah, that's yeah. like a really popular and Star Trek thing. Captain uh, Picard was turned into a, like a Borg at they one like point by the Borg queen. take you over. And then like you're uh, okay. a part of like the whole. Yeah, like the collective. Like the hive mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. And they travel in cubes. Oh, yeah, oh. cubes. Big cubes. They sound like the Daleks from uh, Doctor Who. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Yeah, that's, I think that's you basically what You guys are tied right now. Okay. Here we go. The Daleks. Yeah. Those, <laughs> the little trash cans. Yep, with the, with the yeah. little thingy on. Yeah. On what? Exterminate. Doctor Who. Exterminate. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Okay, here we go. Don't call... Oh, I need to stop. I've got to just keep it flat. I'm don't sorry. call to come back. <laughs> <laughs> don't call me a mindless philosopher, you overweight glob of grease. Can you read again? Don't. Yoda. Okay. Going out on a limb here. <laughs> Star Wars? Yes. Do you know who said it? Han Solo? Nope. Wait, say it one more time. Don't call me a mindless philosopher, you overweight glob of grease. Glob of grease. Yeah, well, that's all I was going for. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't. Call me an overweight philosopher. I'm gonna go with what? <laughs> mindless Luke? philosopher. No, it's C3PO. He's talking to R2D2. Oh, it's like, uh, don't call uh, me an mindless philosopher. Thinking, it's in a no, New Hope when they're like um, about to get in the pod to okay. leave. Okay, oh I was goodness. when you said overweight glob of grease. My mom went to Jabba the, the Hutt, Hutt, and oh. that's what I was thinking. Okay, me yeah. Too. Did you get anything for that? Yeah, three points. No, no yeah. <laughs> you said it was Star Wars, but you didn't know who said it. No, okay. I had no idea. All right, logic is the beginning of wisdom, not the end. Worf. Okay. I'm going to go Star Trek. Yeah. It's you really a 50 50 guess. At do this you know? Point. Yeah. Right, exactly. But do you know who said it? Uh, I'm going this should to be pretty easy go guess. with Data. 
No. Oh, Spock. No. Spock. Gosh, yeah. It's Spock. So stupid. Hey, that's I not a bad. So no, that's not a bad guess. No, I, I appreciate it. All right, that. here we go. Paul did not know this one. Oh, okay. Okay. You came in that thing. You're braver than I thought. You came in that thing. You're braver <laughs> than I thought. Yeah, what up? Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you need two points to beat me. Is this the last question? No. Oh, oh okay. Um, Are we going over? You can cut out a lot. Yeah, we stuff. have a lot to cut out. Star so Wars. Yeah. Ray. Nope. Mm, I'm going to go with Finn. Nope. Oh. Leia. She's looking at the Millennium Falcon. Oh. See, when I was thinking about her. the Millennium Falcon. All right, here we yeah, go. Yeah, me too. I'm going to go a little quicker, so I'm not going to give you as much time to think. Okay. okay. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I've done far worse than kill you. I've hurt you, and I intend to go on hurting you. I will leave you as you left me, as you left her, marooned for all eternity at the center of a dead planet. Buried alive. Buried alive. Sorry, this is a long one. Sorry, I thought that you were done. <laughs> it's really long. Go ahead. Um, I I had a lot of confidence, and then I lost it immediately. But I'm going to go with Star Wars. No. Dang. Star Trek. Yes. Do you know who said it? Um, Captain Kirk? Nope. Khan. Oh, I was no. going to say Khan. Mm. Why did I say that? Were you going to yeah. do it? I'm so sorry. Did you What's know that? that? I'm going to give I, you a point. Well, I, that was what I was going to guess, but you don't have to give me a point. because I. Cause... I'm going to give you a point because then it's going to tie you up because I messed you up. I'm so sorry. No I just, head to head. I just want to like down. show you how much I know. I'm sorry. Okay. Even though I have the answers right here, but I did know it already. All right. Here we go. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. I'm here to put you back on schedule. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Commander. I'm here to put you back on schedule. Yoda. Okay. <clears throat> Star Wars. Yeah. Do you know who said it? I think I know. Three, two. Darth Vader. Yes. You know rats. Do you know what movie it's from? Um, Empire Strikes Back. No. A New Hope. Nope. Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. All right, here we go. Be careful. <clears throat> Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, Director. Ooh. Yes, Michael. Yes, Michael. My my whole strategy there was to distract you with a random noise. Whale noises. What is it? Uh, It is Star Wars, Darth Vader, and... Make what was the first one again? A New Hope. No. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, director. Empire Strikes Back. Nope. Uh, Is that Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue oh, that's one. right. And it's hilarious. I was it was when, oh. like, the first time you the first see Darth time Vader. Visit, yeah. Uh oh, this thing. next one I don't have what movie it's from. Oh well, we'll get it. So, right. whoops, sorry. Yeah, we'll nail All it. right, he is as clumsy as he is stupid. General, prepare your troops for surface attack. Yeah, I know it's on yeah. though. Yeah, go ahead. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. You said the movie. Yeah. <laughs> what? Smart test taking. Yeah. You gave it away because you said I don't remember oh, that movie. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let's skip that one. No. Yeah. Let's skip it. Okay. It is Vader, just, and it's on the one where they on the snow. Points and I'm taking so my sorry. points away. I okay. Okay. Here we go. I have been and always. Yeah. I'm sorry. I have been and always have been your friend. Yoda. Yes. Star Wars. No. Star Trek. Yep. And I want to say. Uh, it was Spock. Yep. Who's he say it to? Captain Kirk. Yep. Do you know that scene? Is it when he's, he's like on the other side of the glass? Thing? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, guys. These next three are like so easy. Okay. Okay. Beam me up, Scotty. Yoda. Okay. <laughs> he got it. He got it, Ethan. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh. Star Trek. Yeah. Do you know who said it? Captain Kirk. Actually, I don't know. A lot of people say a it, so we're not. We're not gonna go it. with that. 
All right. It's <laughs> taking points away from me, Kate. Well, a lot Come of on. people say it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Live long and prosper. Oh, I, I heard him first. I'm oh, sorry, Michael. Go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Who said, I mean, what? what's it from? Star Trek. Who said it? Well, again, probably a bunch of different people said it, but no, Spock would be the one. Yeah, he's like the main. Yeah. I would say it would be. Okay, we're tied. <laughs> okay. The the greatest teacher failure is what? I heard you. I, I heard you. Yeah, oh, you beat me on that it one. is it is uh, Star Wars. Yeah, and it's Yoda. Yeah, and the movie is Empire Strikes Back. Nope. Do you know oh. Return of the Jedi? No. Oh, it's oh. one of the prequels. Then. The greatest you teacher acted failure so confident. is which one is it's it? the Last Jedi. Oh, The Last Jedi. Oh. The most recent one. Well, I could do a tiebreaker, but... Well, you're not tied. Who won? Michael won. Boo! That was so close, Barry. I can't really take a whole lot of credit for that, because a lot of that was just 50-50 guessing. I had no idea. I don't know if that was really the best. That was a pretty good clue. No, that was great. It's a way to do it, but... That was a pretty good quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know if it was the fairest, but Michael did win. Small margin. You also did very well. Yeah. You did well with your knowledge of both, so. Man, now but we I are more. in the running for Emperor of Nerd. Yeah. So, emperor. Yeah. So we, we need to have these. I want to be an emperor. Oh. Uh, emperor. What, what would you want to be? Like a Caesar? Nah. Or a king? <laughs> or a. I don't know. Dut, no, a duke? Oh, I like Duke. A Duke. A Duke. The Duke of Nerd. Duke. 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 The Duke of Nerd. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll do more more things, and then maybe after like the tenth one, we'll have, have a champion. Like, the champion of yeah. like, who's the official well, Duke of Nerd. Okay. Yeah. So mm. Ethan's won one. Mark's won. Now someone needs to do one that I can win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'll need to do it next time. So next time you've got. So just the, keep that in mind. Okay. Ethan. Right. I'll remember that. Sailor Moon questions, okay? Sailor Moon. <laughs> Sailor Moon. Not gonna Michael might beat me actually. Sailor Moon. Project Runway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't. Kayla's gonna it. come home and watch, like, see me watch Sailor Moon, yeah, and I was like, get... "It's for the ministry, honey. <laughs> it's for the ministry." <laughs> oh my. Oh. Okay. Oh man, man, that was fun. Awesome. Cool. Well, we got all the nerdy stuff out of the way, and we are going to head into. Apologetics through the ages. Ages, 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 ages. Good job. You know, it's actually kind of hard for you guys to be on like two separate mics because I have to like swivel a whole True. lot more. Yeah, you gotta. To you should scoot back to so that you to, can so like. I can, I'll just hold the mic. We should like all this. be like uh, equilateral. What? That's a math. That's word. a math word. I don't know what that Nerds is. It's a triangle math, where all the not. sides are the same length, guys. We're Come on. Other so that's a square. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> shapes, shapes, shapes. I don't even have a good response for that. <laughs> so anyway, apologetics through the ages. Last week, we talked about Origin and how awesome and how kind of not awesome he was. Man of Steel. The Man of Steel was a little bit of a heretic. Yeah. Um, but uh, And he was kind of extreme, too. So you weren't here last week, were you? Yeah, we really missed you last week, Katie. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling better. Yeah. So last week we learned that Origin castrated himself. Oh. And so that's kind of gross. <laughs> gross fact. Yeah. Okay. And he also believed that there was like a hierarchy within 
the Trinity. So he like he thought that the Son was underneath the Father. So not all then, equal, not all the same. Yeah, right, right. They believed that there was one essence, but that there was like they were there was a hierarchy mm-hmm. of power there as okay. well. Interesting. And, and we don't necessarily believe that. Right. Um, and then he also had some other like kind of Neoplatonist views as well when it comes to like, he believed that the soul was eternal and different things like that. Uh, that wasn't very good. But he was also really important because he also wrote one of the first systematic theologies. He also wrote this awesome Hebrew with Greek translations mm. on the side of the Old Testament. So Yeah, he contributed. Yeah, he did a lot of cool stuff, but also slightly heretical. He got sidetracked along the way somewhere. Just you know? a little bit. Just a little Just bit. Just a little bit. But this week we're talking about good old Augustine. Good old Augustine. Good old Augustine. Or do you pronounce it Augustine or Augustine? So, I've heard it both ways. I've so heard last, it both ways too. So when you first said that that's who we were talking about, yeah. it took me about a week to figure out how to say his name. Oh, yeah. Do you and know the I, correct way? Well, I guess no. I, <laughs> I, just, I just decided to, to say Augustine. I'm pretty confident that's cool because there's also a school here in town that's Augustine, right? That's how they say the school's name. So they must. I'm just trusting that they know what they're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go with that, Augustine. Anyway, so I'm I'm pretty excited to talk about Augustine because he's had a lot a big influence. I'm excited to learn. Yeah, and (laughs) 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 Katie, your like your description of of your study of Augustine (laughs) made me laugh a lot, Um, but. Yeah, I need to learn a lot. Yeah, hey, no, that's fine. It's it's he's a cool guy to learn. Um, but so he was born in 354 AD, and he was born to a father who wasn't a very good father. He wasn't really around. You don't really mm-hmm. hear him. Was he abusive? I don't know. If he I was heard a, that he could he could have like that. He that's may a have thought, been. I guess mm-hmm. he may have been. I don't know if it's really written about if okay. he was abusive. But I do know that he's not written about much and that he was kind of an absent father. Mm, okay. And this was in North Africa, right? Yeah, he's born in North Africa. and But his mother was awesome. So I don't know how much Monica? Ethan, you read. Yeah, mm-hmm. Monica. Boom, there you go. Monica. <laughs> there, Monica Geller. Monica. So did you, what did you learn about Monica? Well, I heard that she was kind of like, so he was brought up. Like she had a... I don't know really what she believed, but she she was Christian. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. I didn't know like what her theology was, but um, yeah. So he grew up in a Christian home, but yeah. she was also kind of like uh, overbearing yeah. in some ways. Like <laughs> something about him, he's going off to rhetoric school or something, and she like wanted to come with him. Yeah, and that's, she that's had a her really bags. Funny story behind that. She had her bags. Like he's like going to get on the boat, and he kind of like. He's like, I'm going to go say bye to my friend's mom. And he just got on the boat. And she's like crying yeah, or whatever. Like ditch his own mom. Yeah. yeah. The so she's kind of overbearing. But then, so he didn't really come to the faith until he, he had a real problem with evil. Yeah. And then he had gone off and then he, he did come to the faith later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So I know it all. Yeah, well, that was pretty much everything. That was it. All right. Thank you for listening to The Nerdy (laughs) Apologist. We will see you next week. Uh, But no, you're absolutely right. His mother was super overbearing. And the story, like that whole story that you just described is the funniest thing. I think it's the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Because his mom would just follow him around everywhere, just constantly asking him, like, when are you going to get baptized? When are you going to get baptized? When are you going to get baptized? Yeah. And just like constantly nagging him. So, So one thing that I came across in like, 
like at that time, I, I like one person described it as people who were believers would put off their baptism mm-hmm. because they like at that time it was sort of a like once you were baptized, then you had to start living right because like all of your sins were covered right. like from their back, and so like you had to. You didn't have anything keep, from there on. I, I guess. Except for you being good. Yeah. Right. It's it, sort of. And so, like, people would put off getting baptized. That's interesting. Like, to sort of live live how they wanted to for a while. And then I guess when they wanted to settle down, they would get baptized. So, like. Yeah. There's some superstitious stuff that kept, like, And I guess they kind of had an interesting yeah. life before, right? Like, before yeah. you came to faith, mm-hmm. too, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. And see, yeah, that's kind of the the sad thing. And that's why his mom was like on his back all the time. Mm, and it, it's he funny was kind of crazy. Yeah, and his mom wasn't even on his back because, uh, or just on his back. He was also, she was also on the back of like the local like bishop and priest, mm. uh, like constantly going to him, asking him like, "Is my boy going to get saved? Is my boy going to get saved?" And he like he he finally got kind of tired of him or oh, her yeah. constantly asking. So he was just like, "Oh my goodness, woman." Surely the son of a woman who prays so much for him surely will be saved. Now, yeah. <laughs> basically leave me alone. <laughs> really it, like she took that as like a like almost a like word a prophecy. From God. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it kinda was. Uh, so like she finally left him alone, but she still kinda nagged on him a lot. But like you said, like he his early life was just characterized by him trying to understand the problem of evil. And then also loving evil. Mm-hmm. And so in his book, Confessions, mm, yeah. um, which is an amazing thing. I sent you guys an excerpt from it uh, earlier this morning. I sent you and Paul and uh, uh, Robert an excerpt oh, from it. But anyway. I didn't have a chance to oh look man, at that. It's so good. If you ever get the chance to read Confessions, yeah. like, get the, like do it. It's I read so a lot good. of uh, several like little quotes out of it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I saw it at, uh, at Books a Million and I started to buy it. But I was like, ah, we've got, we got too many books on my yeah. shelf. But. Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. If you ever get the chance, like it's it's. So are these confessions of things before he came to faith of all the things? Yes and no. Like it's it's kind of that, and so the the way that confessions work is that yeah, it's him kind of confessing a lot of his early evils, but it's also him confessing the glory of God okay. as well. So it's, it's a like it's bit sort of, of his faith story. Like yeah, yeah, right, right. So like the first several uh, like chapters are basically kind of like his faith story. It kind of goes through. Um, his like confessions and things like that, but it also works a little bit as kind of a slight apologetics book as well. Because mm-hmm. if you get start getting to chapter ten, it starts going going into his refutation of what's called uh, Manichaeanism. And whoa, that's what is that? Of, What's that's refutation of, mean even? Uh, his All like those going words against used. his like arguments against against what Manichaeanism, which is uh, one of the worldviews that he was caught up in. Okay, so, yeah, so that's. His story of faith is kind of a long one mm-hmm. that is caught up in. It first starts off with kind of this Greek Platonist mm-hmm. uh, or Neoplatonist kind of worldview, and then he spends a little bit more time in Manichaeanism. Yeah, and he and he had kind of bought into that, right? And and yeah, I, one of the things that I was reading is that he he had more and more questions about it. Mm-hmm. And kept asking people and asking people who are part of that belief system. Right. And no one could really answer his questions. And yeah. they all kept pointing him to, like, 
like figureheads uh-huh. essentially of this belief system mm-hmm. and uh and he finally gets to that guy and and he's like let down because that guy isn't really that well read isn't that well educated doesn't right. know how to answer his questions and uh and one of the things that I was reading actually said the the like the guy actually asked asked him to tutor him so that like so that he could be smarter be a better and yeah, like, well not in manichaeism but oh, okay. but just in i think in rhetoric and right, because right. at that time he was sort of the rhetorician right yeah so what is mechanism? So Michael whatever. can answer. Is that, that how you say it? I guess. Manichaeism. Manichaeism. Your neckianism. <laughs> yeah, your neckianism. What is that? What was that? Uh, so it kind of had this understanding of this dualism between good and evil. Uh, so it believed that there was a good God and a bad God. And one of the reasons why uh, Augustine was kind of drawn to it was because he didn't think that Christianity did a good enough job at dealing with the problem of evil. Mm. He would later change his mind and be one of the Christian apologists who dealt with the problem of evil really well and kind of set up later arguments for the problem of evil that would be taken up by people like Thomas Aquinas, who we'll probably talk mm. about next week. Yeah. But Augustine really liked this because anytime that he did anything bad, he can just blame the bad God and mm-hmm. say, kind of like, you know, that, that old saying, you know, the devil made me do it. Yeah. Right. That's basically what he would say. Kind he wouldn't of, say the devil made me do it. He would say this evil God made me like do it. Like having the angel and the devil on your shoulder kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Both kind yeah. of talking to you. In like the ears. dark side and the light side. The dark side and the light side. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so he liked that a lot, but he also liked it because Manichaeanists also believed that faith is basically worthless as well. Um, And they were all about reason and things like that. Mm. And one of the other things that uh, Augustine had an issue with when it came to the Christian faith is the whole faith thing. He didn't like faith. Mm. Mm -hmm. He he thought it was a a big problem and a hindrance to knowledge and learning and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And so he just wanted to run as far away from it. And that's what led him to Manichaeanism. Yeah. Um, but he didn't always like stay with Manichaeanism. I think I may have gone kind of backwards before. So he started off with Greek paganism, which I, I think is what his father was into. Okay. And then, then after that, he went to Manichaeanism. And then after that, kind of shortly after he made his way from, uh, North Africa to, I think it was when he went to Carthage and Milan mm-hmm. is when he started changing his views towards uh, kind of Neoplatonism. And he started kind of going away from Manichaeanism for the reasons that you, Ethan, kind of just described. Yeah. but He couldn't get his questions answered. He couldn't get his questions answered. Mm-hmm. And Manichaeanism, it's kind of a weak... He started seeing it kind of as a weak excuse anyway because it just fell fell through a lot and he just he he sought better or he found better uh, philosophical fulfillment in kind of neoplatonism mm. um, but anyway kind of going backwards a little bit there's a really funny story about again with Monica his mother and uh, Augustine going to Carthage and Milan and Ethan like you know that story right where his mom oh like on the boat yeah oh yeah 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 so good yeah so so he goes uh so so he he finally gets sort of the big job in Milan and which is head rhetorician 
Right. Well, right. what is this? Where is this in relation to the story that I told later? Same thing. This is the same thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. She so, get, did she get on the boat? Well, well, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. So, so he, so he gets like this job, like everything that he's been working toward, um, and sort of in this world of academia, like he's been building through this. Anyways, he finally gets the job, and uh, and he goes to get on the boat. And and his mom is, wants to come with him, and he he tells her, uh, yeah, that he's going to has he has to go and say goodbye to some friends or something, yeah. and then he's going to come back and pick her up and right. take her to the boat. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. He just goes and gets on the boat, goes and does his thing. And I don't know what the timeline is here, or, or like how long it is. But like somehow she catches up to him. Like <laughs> like she still goes on her own. And like catches up to him, knocks and on his still, door. Yeah, like, like just shows up, shows back up. It's like, hey, like I'm here, you know. Um, which is just crazy. The persistence. It's, it's so funny. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. What did he do? I don't know. Was he like, come on in, or? Well, I mean, I, I would assume that he was welcoming to her because she stays in the story <laughs> of his life. Like <laughs> she's still around. Um, so yeah. I, you know, I don't know because I think at that time, um, and. You could maybe um, help with this, but I think at, that was around the time that they started getting involved with Ambrose. Yeah, is that yeah, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, they're in Milan. Yeah, um, Augustine is the the head rhetorician of the entire Roman Empire. Wow! And an he meets this guy. Yeah, right. He meets this guy named Ambrose. And he really kind of starts liking Ambrose, or he hears about this guy named Ambrose, who's like a who is a Christian himself. Ambrose is, okay. and he hears that Ambrose is just really good at speaking, and he wants to learn how to be a better speaker. And so he goes and he kind of has a chat with Ambrose, and he gets really close with him. And Ambrose is really important in Augustine's life because Ambrose basically just looks augustine in the face and just asked why are you not a christian right now you're like you're a smart guy like mm-hmm. you see that all of these other worldviews aren't really working out they're falling through and he just asked why are you not a christian and the excuse that augustine gives ambrose is that well you believe that god who is a spirit is flesh and bone and he's not really talking about Jesus here. He's talking about actually in Genesis when it says that that God is walking in the cool of the day. And so Ambrose looks at him and is just basically like, are you, you're kidding, right? You're a rhetorician. Like your whole job is about speaking and the, um, the whole art of speaking. Have you never heard of uh, metaphorical language or anything like that? <laughs> right. And Augustine was just like, oh. Okay, <laughs> and this was so Augustine. Was that when like the light bulb went off, it's one one of three light bulbs go okay. off, when, uh, or one of three conversions that Augustine talks about happens. And was okay. was Ambrose a bishop at that time? Uh, yeah, Ambrose okay. was the bishop of Milan. Okay, yeah, yeah, and that's that's one of the reasons why Augustine goes to speak with him because he hears that as a bishop, you know, mm-hmm. Ambrose does a lot of speaking, and he heard that he's good at it, and he wanted to go learn from him. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it's it's really interesting because Augustine says that he has three conversions, uh, and the first is the intellectual conversion, which just happened there with Ambrose because he finally realized that Christianity isn't just a whole bunch of people just following blindly. It actually has some intellectual, um, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Some substance. intellectual muscle and substance behind yeah. it. 
And that was the first time his mind was really engaged with Christianity. And that was very important for Augustine because he's a smart guy. Right. Um, but then he is hanging out with his friend. Uh, I forget his name, his friend's name all the time. Olympus. Olympius. Oh, sorry. yeah. Olympius. He's hanging out with his friend Olympius. And he and Olympius are sitting on the bench. This is after Am- uh, Augustine's talk with Ambrose. And they're both just sitting around, just kind of like contemplating life, wondering why they can't get things together, why they're more miserable than everybody else, and why these Christians like seem silly, but they seem more fulfilled in life than they do, even though they are you know, living in the squalor and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And he hears a little, like, a little girl mm. say, pick up and read, pick up and read. And she's like singing this from across the, so they're sitting in a garden and there's a garden wall. He like from, overhears this. Yeah. From the other side of the garden wall, he hears this girl singing, pick up and read. What is that? Is that a song? It, like, I don't know. A song she was they would just sing? singing it. Yeah. But she's not saying it to well, him. Yeah. Right, she's just right. singing it. Okay. And that's, he like overhears her. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, but he sees this as a sign of, from God. Interesting. And uh, and so he he t- tells his friend, "Hey, I think this is a sign from God. Like we need to p- take up our Bibles and read." And he goes and reads you, you Romans, know the, Romans. Yeah, Romans thirteen, I believe. I think so. I'm not positive. So in Romans thirteen, there's a a verse that talks about how you need to not live in like sexual debauchery and mm. and pleasing of the flesh and all that kind of stuff. You can look it up at home. Um, and one of the things you have to know about Augustine is that one of the biggest issues that he dealt with was sexual sin. Mm-hmm. That's I his, did hear that too. Yeah, that was his biggest issue. And he was very candid about it. Um, before he left for Milan, he had a mistress. And with his mistress, he had a son. And he absolutely loved his son. And the mistress ended up going with him uh, to Milan um, but eventually his mother, and this was before his conversion, his mother said, you know, well, you need to get married. And for ancient reasons, I guess, he had to send the mistress back to uh, northern Africa. And he never saw her again. Yeah. So they um, didn't get married? They did not. They He didn't get married to his mistress. He had an arranged marriage with uh, another woman. Yeah. I, I read somewhere that during that, that they believe that, he and his mistress were of different social classes. Yeah. And like at that time, it was illegal to marry between, to marry across social classes. Man, right. that is yeah. so yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Isn't a lot it? of sad social back things then. going on. Yeah. Something else, also backtracking a little bit, mm-hmm. something else that I read was that, <laughs> again, here comes uh, uh, Monica, Monica again. Here but, comes Monica. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> one of the places I was reading said that, like, when, like to encourage him to talk more with Ambrose, mm-hmm. she used uh, uh, Augustine as like a go-between between her and Ambrose. Oh, really? So like she would like ask questions, yeah, and then he would take the questions to Ambrose. So and, he was forced to have that dialogue, right? Right? That's right? Hilarious. Yeah. And uh, again, uh, yeah, that 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 was something something else that I read where I was like, oh. That's pretty smart. <laughs> Good job, Monica. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. She's yeah. so funny. She's the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and also, um, in regards to... Uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. She's the Sam to his Frodo. That's what you were going to say. She's the Sam to his Frodo. You read my mind. Well, yeah. okay, so he had a big... Or he knew he had a problem with sexual sin. Mm. 
So his mistress left. Mm-hmm. What happened with his son? Did his uh, son stay with him? Yeah, his son stayed with him. And it was really sad because I think his son was, I'm wanting to say he was between five and ten. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just, it, it was a really sad, kind of really sad scene. I mean, it's sad because he was sending away this woman that I believe he loved. Mm-hmm. Um, from all accounts, it sounded like he loved her. And uh, and this little boy is having to deal with his mother going away and he not really understanding why. Yeah. And and the fact that he never saw him again. Now, there's some of like kind of apocryphal things where a lot of some people think that he when he went back. So eventually um, we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit. But eventually Augustine went back to northern Africa to Hippo specifically. Mm-hmm. And some people say that he saw her on the streets and he just turned around and walked away when she asked if it was him. But there's, I mean, there's no writings of that. It's just this mm-hmm. random thing that people think. But happened, nothing which... ever really happened between them again. So Right, exactly. You don't hear a single thing about her again. Interesting. Um, okay, yeah. so sent mistress off. Sent then mistress what? off, yeah. Because Monica told him to, kind of? Um, I'm not really 100% sure how all that went down. Yeah. But I imagine probably something around there happened. I mean, I think it was... Uh, he was starting to get a little bit older. I think Monica thought that the best Christian thing for him to do was to get married. And since he had a son and then because of the reasons that Ethan said with the social class and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't going to work with her. It wasn't going to work out with her. So she had to be sent back. Um, but, uh, but no, so he's in the garden. He's reading that, uh, verse with Mm -hmm. his friend that I always forget his name. Olympias. Olympias. Cause I always want to say Olympias, but it's Olympias. 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 Oh, Olympias. Okay. He had big lips. And that's when he had big old lips. Uh, (laughs) but that's when the, what Augustine describes as his second conversion. That's when his heart changed. That's when reading that. Yeah. That's when he was what, I guess we would now consider like that's when he was born again. And that's when God illuminated his mind to the truth of scripture, to the truth of Christianity. When he read that about sexual sin, when he read that about like sexual sin and then also, uh, being in Christ, walking in Christ, uh, everything kind of clicked and made sense to him. And he realized that everything that he was doing was wrong. All of his sexual sin was wrong. Um, and it's, it's interesting too, and this is kind of a little bit of a side story, but there had been also something that had been nagging at the back of his mind ever since childhood. So in his confessions, um, Augustine speaks of this story about going into a garden and stealing fruit with his friends. Yeah. Did you hear about this? Uh Yeah. And the strange thing was, is that the fruit wasn't even good. Like it was, it was rotten. It was just, it was, it wasn't appealing. It was pretty much only good for being fed to pigs. And the issue was, is that he didn't feel necessarily bad because he stole something and it was bad to do to somebody else. But the thing that kept nagging at him was that he was doing the stealing simply because he loved to do the stealing. Just to steal. Just to steal. For the thrill of it. For the thrill of it because he loved the act of it and all that kind of stuff. And that's. Later on in his later reflections with a renewed Christian mind, he recognized how important that thing that happened when he was young Does was. Does that kind of show him, did he, kind of how we're born sinful? Exactly. How we're, our sinful nature? Exactly. Yeah. He, he finally understood his uh, this, this sinful sexual desire inside of him. He finally understood why this 
like from all intents and purposes, small thing that happened to him as a child was such a big deal. And he recognized what we call the uh, the concept of original sin, mm. how people, how we, because of the sin that Adam committed in um, in the Garden of Eden, we are all sinful at the very at our very core, are yeah. sinful people, and we're born that way. Right. Yeah. And mm. that changed his understanding on a lot of different things. So yeah. Anyway, so once he actually became a Christian, and once he actually uh, started to take his like his massive intellect and start pointing it towards uh, other world views he started really making a massive impact in the in in the christian scene mm-hmm. so what yeah. happened with his friend he died no he didn't die oh. i don't really know what happened with his friend i assume that he became a christian as well because mm-hmm. he also read he was the same sitting there thing. with him I, I don't know if this is the same guy i did actually yeah. read where he had a, a close friend who uh-huh. who was a christian yeah die Oh, um, I was just and, kidding. Uh, and I, a little bad now. I can't remember. His friend said something like right before he died that was like really important to him. Oh, really? Um, oh, man. Uh, I, I'd have to look it up. But yeah, yeah, it, it, that was another big like or another kind of high point, I think, in his well, faith journey. Yeah. Um, And then he. uh, There was there's a whole bunch of other stuff. But I don't really know what else to get into right now. Well, what did sure. Monica think? Monica was ecstatic, as okay. you can imagine. I mean, she she celebrated with him and rejoiced. But the sad thing is, is that she died soon after. Oh, well, at least but she mm-hmm. got to know. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think, God let her know. I think it was days after. Wow. Um, after he, uh, he became a Christian that she ended up dying. So and she knew that all her work was not in vain. Right, exactly. Or, you know, her yeah. yeah, and she's not she's not described as fighting death or doing anything to try to prevent um, her death or anything like that because she, she and, and not in a sad way. She had nothing else to live for. Like yeah. she had done her what, what she yeah. needed to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. so what an amazing thing. I like yeah. Monica. I want to read more about Monica. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Like the first part of Augustine's life is is really a story about a godly woman persistently praying and pursuing her husband or not her husband sorry <laughs> her son her son yeah and uh, so one of the guys that i learned a lot uh, about augustine from is this guy named dr ronald nash and he passed away several years ago but he taught at um reformed theological seminary i think but he also taught at the um uh, southern baptist theological seminary and uh, he said that he always, every single Mother's Day, he would always preach about Monica oh, and, yeah. uh, and the importance of that kind of mother. Yeah. And I was like, man, like that's, I need to share that with Kayla because that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like uh, Augustine's story really is cool because, yeah, you see this person go like from one end of the spectrum really all the way to the other to become like this really prolific writer mm-hmm. and I mean um and leader in the early church. Mm-hmm. He becomes bishop like all these other things. Yeah, he we might have to do like a and, part two to know after he became a Christian. Yeah. What all happened. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, a lot happens and uh and it's all it's all really cool. Yeah. It's fantastic. Like I, I think Augustine is awesome. Like he had some, he had a few issues when it came to ecclesiology and some of his beliefs about the sacraments of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was such an important figure in 
Christian apologetics, but also Christian theology as well. He was uh, um, he was kind of a precursor, or he was a precursor to John Calvin. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, you see neo-Augustinian views when it comes to John Calvin's view on things like the the sovereign grace of God when it comes to salvation and soteriology yeah. and that kind of stuff. And, what does soteriology mean? Uh, it's the doctrine of salvation. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's, he's awesome. He's got so much good stuff. And maybe, yeah, I think part two, because I, I do want to get into his three main categories of writings. Uh, so he had his anti-Manichaeanism writings. Right. He had his uh, anti-Pelagian writings, uh, which is really important, especially for today as mm. well, or with, along with other stuff. And then he also had anti-Donatist uh, writings right. as well, which is more ecclesiology, and that kind of gets into the needy-greedy of, of some things. But mm-hmm. some of the big stuff was his uh, Manichaeanism writings and his Pelagian writings, or his anti-Manichaeanism and Pelagian writings. And also his his answer to the uh, skeptic worldview. So there's a lot to get into when yeah. it comes yeah. to Augustine. So I think a part two is definitely going to be a good idea. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And I'm going to look up more about Monica. <laughs> yeah, you really should. <laughs> I'm going to share more about Monica next time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Get, I, I really like get his confessions. Uh, Cause I think there's a lot, in a lot about, about Monica. Monica. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but I will say though, there is a specific translation by this guy named Chadwick and Chadwick he doesn't do the best job at translating him in a lot of his footnotes. He thinks that every single one of Augustine's ideas came from his uh, uh, Neoplatonist background mm-hmm. and where some of it, like you can kind of like, okay, yeah, it's kind of like Neoplatonism laid the groundwork, but it just gave him a kind of foundation for a correct Christian view. Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's kind of one of those things where certain worldviews can get very select things right. Yeah. But that doesn't mean everything is right. So you're saying get the one by Chadwick or don't get I, the one I would by not, Chadwick? If there's another one that you could find that's not by Chadwick. Okay. Um, or at least if you read Chadwick's and you read his know footnotes, that. just know that he had a strong bias to think that every single thing that Augustine said was influenced by Plotinus, which is the guy who revivified neoplatonism yeah or started neoplatonism so just be aware when you read okay. that like not everything that augustine said came from neoplatonism yeah so any hoots man we just completed the first episode of the nerdy apologist the nerdy guys. apologist congratulations nerdy heck yeah apologist yeah i'm gonna try and learn uh usher's my confession song for the next podcast i don't even think i know that song how does it go I don't know. You don't know any of it? Lacey knows like all the words. <laughs> we need to get her on Usher here. has a song about <laughs> confessions. Confessions? These are my confessions. I don't know. Oh, Something like yeah. That. Yeah. And Ethan's going to sing that for us next oh, time. Oh, man. Yeah, I know that song. I will. Awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Awesome. Well, any closing statements that you would like to say? Sweet. Nope. <laughs> Excited for next part two. For part two. Awesome. Until well, next time. Until next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you would like to support the ministry, feel free to go to patreon.com slash T4D. What is that website, Katie? 
Patreon.com slash T4D. Exactly. Okay, that's it. Nice. Good that's job. That's it. All right. Um, or if they wanted to learn more about Truth for Doubt as a whole, where could they go, Ethan? They could go to truthfordoubt.com. Boom! Look at that. I don't even have that's to do it right. anymore. I can just get you guys to do it. Yeah. We nice. hear it enough. It just, that's it, true. It gets, it just seeps Ingrained. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you like it, uh, feel free to subscribe and share us with your friends. And we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks. See you later.